Eric Chong in the show. Eric, welcome. Yeah. Hi. How are you doing? It's a reach across yeah. the table. <laughs> okay. How are you doing, man? You I'm good? good. I'm good. Yeah. Good to have you here. Park Thank and Parcel, you. Logistics X. Um, we're going to talk about your journey as a startup sure. founder. Okay. And, um, you know, so we just had Kieran Tanner on the show. Kieran okay. was the, uh, or is the co-founder of um, Zen Rooms. Okay, Zen Rooms. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, Obviously, this is an area where you need to apply a lot of processes. We've got drilling going on in the background as well. <laughs> Somebody go out and tell those guys not to drill next to yeah. us. This is the part of being in a startup world. Sometimes things, it's all right, let's keep it running. I'll talk yep. to Eric there. No, yep. it's all right. If you can go and tell them to keep the noise down next door. Yep. Um, logistics, yep. processes. Probably before I start um, Pine Parcel, just want to share a bit about Zen Room. Zen Room, you know yeah, these guys? Yeah, I awesome. used to run a hostel. Oh. Together with my with my partners as well. All oh, right, right. Yeah, uh, three years ago. Awesome. So you know when Zenroom came about to the market, you know, I, I ah. was like, nice this idea. Yeah. What was the hostel that you're running? Uh, we're actually running a, ho a hostel last time. It's called G4 Here Station. In Singapore? Yeah, in Singapore. Oh. We run uh, a level five levels of hostel, which yeah. includes about hundred beds in Little India. Oh wow! Yeah, in Little India. Yeah, Little India, and then wow. now currently, uh, when I sold the business, yeah. then um, currently now G4 Stations yeah. is actually on board onto Zenroom platform as well. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So w interesting when Zen Rooms came along, they, we were just talking about that sort of whole budget hospitality space. There isn't really a strong brand in that yes, space. Exactly. It, you know, people think of oh, its budget, it's got to be cheap, therefore yes. you don't want experience and so yes. on. But, you know, they're bringing yeah. in all these kind of like processes and so on to help yeah. sort of like shape that and get that right. Correct. So if we can get the headphones on, we're sure. ready to roll. Okay, cool. Eric Chong, everybody, co-founder and COO, COO of a logistics company. So logistics, yeah. so COO must be like, you know, you are the most logistics of the logistics okay. person out there. So we're going to talk about your background, how you got into this space. Sure. Talk about Logistics X, Park and Parcel, which is the, the consumer brand yes, that, or correct. the sort of business facing brand people are aware of. Um, we're going to um, talk about, you know, your fundraising, your journey as a co-founder, your team as well, the corporate culture that you have. Let's start at the beginning, Park and Parcel, as the drilling goes on, Park and Parcel. Let's talk about who they are and what they do. So let's put that on the table. What exactly is Park and Parcel? Sure. Um, so Park and Parcel is actually a last mile logistics yeah. startup that uh, leverage on sharing economy yeah. to turn the residential and commercial space that's mm. unused into a self-collection point. Right. So this is to tackle the problem of uh, missed parcel delivery, reschedule or re-delivery for online consumer. It's right. easy to shop online nowadays, but yeah. when it comes to parcel collection, it's always a pain. Right. Yep. So what, what is that pain point that you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the pain point will be um, schedule or re-delivery. Yeah. Uh, or when the delivery man is at your doorstep, you're yeah. not at home. Because yeah. it's quite impossible for someone to stay at home or in the office 24 hours just to predict when the delivery man will arrive. Mm. So that's the problem. Um, how this idea came about was very simple. It's a personal pain point. Mm. I like to shop online myself. Yeah, I shop a lot, yeah. a lot so I share that pain point. Correct, but I always have the missed parcel problem. Yeah. But however, my wife, who actually shop more than me, mm. doesn't have this issue. Yeah. So it actually uh, made me realize to, to ask her what is actually her solution. Her solution is a very simple one. She uses her auntie's address as the delivery address. Right. Yeah, which give me a which which always uh she's always a housewife, mm. stay at home, and it's just staying three blocks away from us. Right. Okay. Yes. So, what is the problem? Why why is it a problem? Why why is it why is it an issue? Is it a logistics issue? Is it a cult? Let's sort of dig a little bit deeper. Let's yep. go to the bottom of it. Yeah. The problem is actually um because we can't capture the exact timing. Yeah. When the logistic company right. will arrive and. 
on their hand, they will not actually commit. Like, you know, they will just give you a window, like say three to five, right. but they will not say exactly 3.30 mm. to arrive. So that's the, the mismatch between the delivery uh, expectation and consumer uh, expectation as well. Right, and how do you solve that? Yeah, so how we do it is that we are using nearby neighbours or nearby convenience stores to pick up on behalf of consumer right. who are always at home or either uh, a consumer uh, or actually a commercial shop hmm. which you know uh, is already open for the whole day you know you can just pick up on behalf of the consumer and the consumer can do a self-collection instead 7-eleven please yeah we're actually looking at retail shops in shopping mall uh-huh. they are uh, uh, they're actually uh, nearby uh, train station as well uh-huh. so that on the way home when you are when you're going back you can actually pick up the parcel right yeah. okay so We'll dive into the business model in a sure. minute. My background is I lived in Japan for okay. some time, and the logistics and the delivery business there is very well established. I mean, you know, I think that Hakuhoda, that the main company is like 100 years old. Yeah, Takubin. Takubin, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the, um, they have a, a system where they can actually deliver it to 7 Eleven or any of these like conveni- the convenience stores, yeah. and it's quite well established. Correct. So they have that infrastructure in place and they try and establish themselves as little community centers as well. Yep. Um, what was the situation here in Singapore up until Park and Parcel? Yep. So there's uh, two opportunities right here now. Uh, first one, um, as I mentioned, you know, the bigger boys are actually building their own uh, network, mm. which like using 7-Elevens for self-collection point. Mm. But the pain point here is again, the smaller and the mid-sized logistic player cannot access to this right. private network. Ah. So we are actually focusing on building a public network whether you are the big boys, the smaller logistic company, you can tap onto our resources, a sharing economy right. resources. Yeah. Yeah, that's one. Uh, secondly, um, this adoption of self-collection is well-developed in Taiwan, in Japan, but not well-developed in Singapore. Mm. So that's our opportunity where... Why is that? Um, because for 7-Eleven, uh, mainly they're actually a franchise model here. Mm. But maybe in overseas, they are all uh, under a, a corporate... Like for example, in uh, Thailand, is under Central Group, is under uh, CP Group. Yeah. Yeah. So these are all uh, under a company, but in current model in Singapore, it's actually more um, franchise model, very right, fragmented. Right. Yeah. yeah, correct. So you mentioned small logistics players. Who would they be? Okay. We're not uh, aware of. Small to mid size. Yeah. Uh, I would say Roadbull, mm. Riverwood, um, many uh, like many many more as well so right. who, who are these guys explain to me because i'm not sort of familiar with this scene. um so basically they are logistic companies mm. but they don't have the access to the parcel lockers or oh. the network that you mentioned earlier right. so only um bigger boys have the resources and have the leverage mm. over these uh, small to mid-sized logistic right. company but what you're doing is you're kind of democratizing that a little bit yes. you're giving them a platform so how, how does the sharing economy come into this can i can i be so brave and say it's the it's the uber of logistics does that work or we that, are say we the are grab the, sorry we are we are airbnb the of, airbnb yeah airbnb so how, how does it work i'm fascinated by okay. those sort of platforms so um imagine you're a housewife a student yeah. or a retiree yeah. uh you know that you're always at home you can just sign up as a parker we call them as a parker a parker Pride is parcel. what Pie and parcel, ah, so it's Parker. And what's a Parker part? Yeah, so the, pa- the Parker will be staying at home, collecting on behalf yes. of the consumer. At the same time, they, they can earn income, $1 right. per parcel. Got it. So yeah. so here's the thing. So what effectively Airbnb has done is is that it's, it's the marketplace, the brilliance of the marketplace is the realization that in accommodation, there's a lot of redundancy, isn't there? Yes. There's a lot of space which is not being used. People yes. have got back bedrooms to like houses to, Correct. you know, like just a room or whatever it is. So they freed that up 
because there was no other way yes. that you could rent that out because yes. there's legal issues, there's logistical issues. So they, they freed all that up and it generated income for people, right? Correct. And in the same way that you're talking about logistics, you're talking about creating, you know, freeing up that redundancy, which is all they need is a place they can drop off the parcel. Correct. A trusted place, yes. right? And that's all they need. You don't need, need to be qualified, you just need a door. Yes, right? you're and right. an internet connection. And we actually focus on building a social credit on our platform. Right. So uh, f uh, um, every time after a user use, mm. they can actually uh, give comment and feedback about the parker, whether how's the user experience and etc. Right. So this is to build trust. Yeah, I mean, uh, when we first started, we actually have this problem of, you know, Will my my will my neighbor steal my parcel? Right, that's, that's the first yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that's the first thing. Right. Yeah, so we decided to uh, learn from Airbnb as well to yeah. have a review system where you can rate your parker mm. like four star, five star, and from there for the next user to use, they can actually monitor their comments and actually uh, their social credits. Right. Yep. Okay. Let's have a look. I mean, can we get the park and parcel website up on the screen just so people can see it and what it looks like? Is it parkandparcel.com? Com.sg, yeah. Com.sg. All right, let's have a look so people can see. This is what, okay, so we can just flash this up and we can just see this is what greets you. So obviously you've got the parkers. Yep. So or, you can click on the collection. Yeah. Yeah, just give you a quick uh, showcase. Right. Yep. So these are the available parkers that's island-wide in Singapore. Right. Currently we have 1,500 uh, parkers around yeah. the island. 80% are actually residential, which yeah. includes your housewife, students, and retiree. Mm -hmm. Balance 20% are commercial shops, which, which includes like cafe, uh, retail shops and shopping malls, as well as convenience stores. Yeah. Yep. So if I was to start as, I'm looking at this as a consumer, if we can go to the top where you've got the search bar. Yeah. So show nearby parkers. So let's say 41 Namley Avenue is where we are today, right? Sure. Okay, let's say I can't get something delivered to okay. the office. So would I just type in my address and say, okay, like I'm expecting a really important delivery. Yeah, you just enter the postal code because uh, Singapore are using postal code as the uh, unique right. address, yeah. All right, let's do that then, 26716. Let's whack it in there, show nearby parkers. Yep, so there's one nearby, which is here. What am I looking for? So the, the icons have popped up on... Yeah, right. so, so basically the red dot shows that where you are, right, yep, and then yeah. the, the blue one are actually the one that shows By that Sixth that Avenue Parker. Station. Yep. All right, so who do right. we have here? So this is a shop, right? Yes, this is a shop, shop down by Correct. the station. And what does it give me? It gives me the opening times? Yeah, it gives you the opening time and, right. and the days that they are open, the timing they are open, yeah. and actually a partial address. And a review. Yes, and a review. All right, this yeah. is interesting. So let's go to that, back to that first one. Pick up time, 11 o'clock to 9 p.m. That's reasonable. So if I'm out of office hours, I could still drop in. That's pretty cool. Reef Systems, shout out to them. So what happens there? How do they make money out of it, these guys? Do they make money? I guess the parkers yep. make money, right? Yep. So what, they, how does that work? So uh, for every successful parcel collection they done on behalf of the consumer, yeah. they earn $1 per parcel. Right, from who? From from the consumer, because the consumer pay one ninety five, dollars to them, 95 to buy and parcel. Got it. Yep, so it's a 50-50 split. Right, yeah. right, okay. And then, okay, so if we can go back to that, so I want to pick an area where there's a lot of competition, just to see what the, so where would that be? If we do something central, like orchard area. So Maybe you can choose uh, somewhere in the heartland. Yeah. Yeah, so um, most of the consumer prefer to ch choose the heartland uh, more All to right, pick well, up, because that's where they can, Travel back and yeah, on the way central. Home. So we're gonna have to put in the uh, the the postcode in here. Are oh, you gonna do it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go. So is that Plaza Singapore? Or was that okay? okay so, yeah. 
<laughs> there's <right>. much more <laughs> yeah there's gonna be a lot around yeah. here so i mean if you just have a flick through some of your parkers here just to get an idea of who's actually doing this okay so you've got a shop here which is i can't work out was that a fashion shop or something um something doctor do you have any these are all seem to be stores which makes sense do you have like sort of individuals as well yeah, who sure are okay. maybe i can give you a postal code 530373 so this is actually the residential uh, areas that's yeah. nearby. 530-373. All right. Yep. So these are all residential area. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Okay. So you, obviously you've got some stores in here as well. Oh, are, they, are those actual individuals? Are they? Yeah, yeah. So oh, these okay. are individual, like for example, like this, this is actually a housewife. All right. Can yeah. we actually have a look at her profile just so yep, we understand? Sure. So Mary Ho, three yep. reviews. Yeah. So I'm just curious, what do people actually put as reviews? Yep. The experience, right? Yeah, but what are they expecting? Experience above just picking up the parcel. Um, so so I think the being key polite is or? being polite, yeah. or you know, not being too. Um, in terms of customer service, yeah. they are actually quite friendly. In fact, right. this this is actually one of our featured Parker. Right. Okay. Um. In fact, he actually like you know like give um the consumer some drinks and etc. Oh, sometimes okay. you know. Yeah. So I think this That's is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit like Airbnb. Yeah. Exactly. You don't that's, have that's, to yeah, do this, but they want it, right? Yes. Yeah. They they can do it out of uh their their own you know to show yeah. the level they of enjoy doing it. That's exactly. the point, isn't it? Like with Airbnb, yeah. you know, you don't have to give away Correct. like a. a tin of biscuits or a yes. bottle of wine but right. some people like doing that and the thing is you know like i think in at the end of the day it's good service and if they understand it's an investment in service Correct. that people come people back. come back yes and they're less likely to complain they're less likely to have an issue it'll yes. give you the benefit of the doubt right yes exactly interesting so well done mary ho mm. she gets three stars um obviously a good parker but um so what how do people find out about it how do they get on the platform Yep. So um, when we first started, we actually use a copy and paste model. Yeah. So uh, imagine you are shopping online now on Lazada. Yeah. Instead of uh, putting your address as the mailing address. Yeah. 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 Then uh, now you can go to Part and Parcel. Yeah. You pay one ninety five, get a full address, copy and paste over. Mm -hmm. That's the first version. Uh, now we actually uh, move to the second version, which is doing a full integration with e commerce platform. Uh huh. So for example, now you shop on SG Shop now. Um, you can easily choose buy and parcel as an option mm -hmm. to pick up your parcel from. Yep. 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 Okay, cool. Yep. So that's how you pick up your parcel. Yep. And uh, just so I understand that what, so we talked a little bit about the issues that you have, right? That any kind of logistics company is going to be facing, for example, packets get lost. Yep. Um, how do you ensure all of this because that's going to you know affect your brand and you know people are going to say oh you know i use this service and something happened and you know how, how do you sort of ensure that what do you do to ensure just in the same way airbnb at the beginning early days yep. had real challenges yes. right because but it's kind of worked it out and yep. the, you know it took time and it took lessons and it took a lot of money but it was all actively out there in the public wasn't it it was all being played out their challenges and their issues. What what have you done or what are you doing? I would say um, investment and training to yeah. our parker yeah. because uh, what, what we do is that we actually give them con uh, constant training. For example, when they receive the parcel, they yeah. are required to check the condition of mm. the parcel, the external, before they accept the, the parcel from the right. delivery company. Okay. If they notice it's damaged or you know the parcel is in like wet condition or mm. you know some, 
somehow they actually will take a picture mm. on on the parcel and reject the goods on the spot. Right, because yes. it's in their interest to do Correct. that. Correct, because yeah. uh, they will know that if they don't do that, mm. the problem will come to them yeah. in that part when the right, consumer right. can't pick up. So yeah. with the proof of the picture, mm. you can actually show to the consumer and say, mm. hey, you know, I didn't reject, I didn't receive because of mm. this purpose. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, so you give them training. Yep. You give them some sort of basic understanding of the process and correct, so on. Correct. Okay, fine. And so how do you then grow this? How do you, you know, if you've got how many parkers in? 1,005. 1,500. Yeah, so um, from day one till now, we received mm. 6,000 applicants. Right. Yeah, but we only accept 1,005 because yeah. we have a very strict curation process. Uh -huh. uh, Besides, you know, just the, the, the training that I provide, we actually send out test parcels. Mm. mystery parcel to them oh <laughs> yeah to make mystery shopper but yeah. in the form of a parcel correct to make sure that they complete the whole process mm. before we successfully right what are you looking for when you send out a mystery parcel yeah we want to make sure that you know um they complete the whole loop they mm. actually as in they hand over properly to um the parcel and yeah. actually um pick up the parcel from the delivery guys right. as well so yeah. sometime I'll do it personally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to see um, Oh you you're the you're the customer. Yes. Picking it up. Yeah, so sometimes okay, me good. and my team to yeah. we'll actually be on the ground to yeah. actually um, check randomly on the parkers yeah. to make sure that um the quality of the parker is there. Mm. Because um it's very frustrating for online consumer, you know, mm. to go there and they realize that their their parcel is being damaged or yeah, yeah. you know the, the parcel didn't arrive. It actually caused more problems. Yeah. Yep. That's the uh, and it's also especially if the 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 parcel itself contains something quite emotional yes. or meaningful. I mean, yep. it's fine if it's just something ordered online, but it could yep. be a present. Yep. It could be something valuable. Yes. And then you're dealing with all that kind of emotion that's tied up Correct. with that parcel. Yes. So you want to make sure you've got the right people dealing with it. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yep. And you don't know what's inside there, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. So how is that for you? You are the co-founder. Yes. I'm one of, well, no, one of the co-founders. So right. I have Brian and Gan Hong, right. uh, which is my partner as well. Okay, so yep. there's three of you. Three of us. Yeah. And you're the one who goes out and sometimes you, you test the, the test flight. We randomly, you know, three oh, you, of us, we, we take term. Yeah. Oh, good. So just to share a bit a, a bit uh, of how we started, yeah. we actually started from uh, Pongo and Sengkang area when they are a younger family. Mm -hmm. We actually do door knocking, three of us. Right. Yeah, door by door and asking. These, these are the kind of startups. Like, yeah. They're the hustlers. Yeah, asking the housewife, asking the retirees to join us. Mm. And you know the frequent asked question that I mentioned earlier, like you know what was inside the parcel, will there be any liabilities and etc. These questions are all being surfaced. I think these are all the common questions. Right. So as co-founder ourselves, we need to be on the ground to know the FAQ mm. before you know we can hand over that to 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 our team team yeah. members as well. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's quite tempting, isn't it? If you start a business, it's, if you get funding and you're growing to remove yourself from that, isn't exactly. it? And uh, one of the people, I don't know if he's somebody that you followed or he's influenced you, but he's influenced a lot of um, service-based businesses like Tony Shea from yes. Zappos. Yes. And I think he's really, you know, in many ways, even though he wasn't original, yep. I think his attitude towards service and the fact that this isn't just about delivering parcels, exactly. effectively what Zappos was doing, shipping shoes, right? But everything that went in there, and it's all very well to talk about this in the context of strategy, but it's actually what you do. It's the empathy you have and the ability to get out there yep. and knock the doors and yep. talk to the housewives and deliver the parcels. How are you ensuring that you keep doing that? How do you sort of, you know, keep going back to the floor and making, because there's always that tug, isn't there, that I've got to now run the business and yep. now I'm sort of doing this. Is What's it like for you on a daily basis doing that? Yep, so we um, do actually a weekly meeting with the team 
you know, um, with the customer service head, etc. Mm. To mention, is there any like a special case or any new problems that surface with the parker, etc. Mm. So, um, when I first start, when we first started, we actually give up to five days for consumer to pick up. But as the volume pick up, we actually hear comments and feedback from our parkers saying that you know there, there are more and more parcels stacking up at my place, right. etc. So we actually uh, improvise. We reduce it to three days. Yeah. At the second day, we actually send out reminder to actually the consumer to say that, hey, tomorrow is the last day, please come and pick up. If yeah. not, you'll be sent it back to, to our office and yeah. you need to come down and collect. So these are some of the little bit of uh, improvise that we're doing by mm. having feedback uh, and doing the team meeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how is it as well, I mean, if you consider yourself as a service business, how do you uh, talk to your parkers and how do you talk to your customers? I suppose they're both customers really, but yep. you know, you're building a two-sided model, yep. but those people who are getting the deliveries done and those who are picking them up, what sort of communications do you have backwards and forwards? Yeah, so, um, so for parkers, right, um, what we do, like I mentioned earlier, we do like random uh, testing, mm. even though they are on board with us. Um, how we do it is that, if let's say through the system, uh, Parker receive a continuous a two star or one star rating, that yeah. will actually flag out on our system. Yeah. Where we will actually revisit the Parker and say that you know what's the the problem? Mm. Why are you uh, providing uh, such low quality kind of a uh, service? That's one. And then um, for mm. consumer side, we will we actually um, do some survey as well. Randomly um, choose the top. Uh, active uh, users mm. to participate in our surve survey and then we give them in return we give them like free services mm. yeah. yeah excellent yeah. it's good okay let's talk about your business itself sure. so you've talked a, a little bit about the model there's yeah. 195 yeah. one dollar goes to the parker 95 cents to yourself yeah. um do you have sort of any add-on services to that are there sort of like any upselling cross-selling yep um, so what we are doing now, we actually just uh, roll out this new model. It's called the model model delivery, mm -hmm. where we allow um, transfer from Parker to Parker. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this actually is to target a C to C market, mm. uh, where we target carousel like Shopee, uh, for individual seller and buyers. Mm. So we realize the pain point for individual seller and buyers is actually meetups. You know, you can arrange meetup, but then uh, the buyer don't don't turn up or the yeah, seller don't yeah, turn yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, many things could happen. But with this service, now no, no meetups required. You just drop it at a nearby collection point near your place. Mm. And then we transfer to a nearby collection point where the buyer can pick up. Interesting. Yeah, so. So, for, I mean, for me as well, and I don't know if it's, it, this is common, but you know, if I'm selling something or I'm buying something from somebody, yep. sometimes I actually don't want to meet them. Exactly. But yep. I, you know, it's like, it, sometimes it's like trying to pay for something in a taxi. It's like, yep. you know, I just want a transaction. Exactly. I don't want to have a conversation. I just want it done. Yes. You know, there's sometimes when you actually want to go inspect the goods. Yep. Yep. You know, more valuable if you're buying a car, for Correct. example. But for the other things, I just like okay, just do it, and it's you know, I don't have to worry about what's this person going to be like. Are they going to turn up as yeah. as a parker myself yep. or somebody selling something? So that sounds like something that I would use <laughs> in that context. Um, in fact, today we just roll out a free shipping day to celebrate National Day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So if you're on Carousel, yeah, yeah, just feel free to engage our service. It's free, and then you can try out. Right. Yep. So how does it work with Carousel? Are you partnered with Carousel on that? Yeah, so we are browsing with Carousel to solve the problem of like, you know, meetups. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about eBay as an example, you know, that problem of payment was a big one back in the day. And obviously PayPal came along. Yes. And people were using PayPal with or without eBay's 
permission or, yep. or a knowledge really in the early days. It was that hardcore group of sellers, wasn't it, that yep. were using it? Because they had this problem with like checks. Yes. They had the problem with paying and they had the problem of clearing and all that sort of stuff as in the US. PayPal came along, solved that problem. And then eBay bought PayPal. Yep. Yeah, do we see, any, is there any sort of parallels there with like the large guys, the carousels of this world? Do you think that that would sort of be a partnership that maybe sort of go into um, sort of more strategic where they bring you on board as a part of the system? Yeah, we hope that that will happen. But yeah. uh, more like now we want to solve problems of consumer. Yeah. I think that's uh, the, the belief that the team have. Um, you know, acquisition or m will be good, but mm. um, we will not just bang on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Let's talk about the money. So you are two years and yep. just over two, two and years, half, yeah. two and a half years yep. old. And um, how many people in your team at the moment? Currently, we're running a team of eight. Eight people. So yep. you're three founders. And five full-time employees. Five yep. full-timers. And you started as three? Yes, yeah, started at three. You started at three people. And um, how did you fund it for, how you've been funded for the last two and a half years? Yep. So um, three co-founders um, started with 30K each contribution. Yeah. Right. And we started with the belief of MVP, the Lean Startup Method. Mm -hmm. We actually uh, came up with videos, you know, paste it on uh, social media, getting feedback, etc. Came out with a simple prototype and then allow, you know, the first adopters to try out. And we launch our uh, parker service mm. at a uh, Pacific area, Pongo and Sengkang. From there, actually, we scale. And uh, only in two zero two zero one seven, early two zero one seven, we officially launch with uh, three hundred parkers on board. Yeah, and then we grow to thousand five now. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about the MVP. What did it look like? Uh, it was just a simple video, a simple um website you know all right you yeah. just had the video so it's like a dropbox style MVP. yeah if you can check our website you can see that video that's actually our mvp <laughs> oh okay yeah yeah. oh the one okay yeah so, the, yeah so that was your mvp you basically said look this is what we want to do yeah and are you interested yeah we post it on facebook and then we we, we actually say yeah. will you be using this service and etc yeah 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 so this is a very simple uh web uh video yeah and then um it's very straightforward so you can just play just have a let's have a quick look at this. So this is Sydney. She just missed her parcel. Um anyway, all the the crew that's involved are all friends. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you're not paying for actors. Yeah, yes, you? correct. Yeah. Okay. Some might say that she's an expert in online shopping. Who produced the video? Again? Who produced the video? Uh, our team and some of our fr uh, fr friends that help us. Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah, cuz it looks quite well done yeah. for <laughs> an MVP. So these are all the real problems that's happening every day. Yeah. Yeah. And long delivery waiting times. Sydney just finds it all. Was that you? Oh, it wasn't you. No, 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 no. It's a I friend. Was yeah. to, okay. <laughs> I was wondering why you were going to pop up. Yeah, it shows like simple steps, yeah, like yeah. how how to use it. When was this then? When did you do the MVP? Um, in 2016. All right. Yeah, yeah. How far were you into the business at that stage? Uh, we we are not committed yet that, right. that time. We are just, you know, trying out and getting like brainstorming ideas and etc. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it looks, I mean, what you've got there looks quite similar as a website to what yeah, it is yeah, now. Yeah, correct. So you've kept it quite simple. Correct. And even even the branding as well. Well, when we show the the this video, right, the website was not even done up yet. It's just right. it's oh, just so yeah, visual and oh, yeah, yeah, correct. So you mock mock website as yes, well. Yes, correct. 
Yeah. At every uh, parker, right, the doorstep, there's actually a sticker that shows that they are one of the collection point. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a bit like how delivery room. Yeah, work, right. Yeah, yeah. It works exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well so, done. so, so besides just earning income, you get to know your neighbors as well. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Do you think that's a big part of it? Yeah, that, I think that's the the big part where why Parker want to join us. Yeah. Because I think it's not just a dollar, but it's the fun, you know. And yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh stuff that can happen through this transaction as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned Airbnb. I think in the early days of Airbnb, that was like a big driving factor, wasn't it? Like people yep. were doing it just because they enjoyed hosting. Yes. I think increasingly now it's become professionalized and people realize it as a way to make money. So there's those people as well. But in the early days, it was like, okay, I just like having travelers and backpackers in my house. And that was like the big draw for people. I never would have thought it had been something that would have drawn parkers into Park and Parcel, but I can see it, especially in a place like Singapore. There's, you know, if you go on the the subway, there's always a lot of, I mean, they have all like the Be Nice campaigns and all that, but there's a lot of advertising around Singapore, which seems to be aimed at the fact that we're trying to re- connect with community yes, exactly. which probably existed for your parents generation yes. and their parents generation but doesn't exist now right yes. people are kind of like like you just phone on a phone yeah, WhatsApp. Right, right, yeah exactly right. yeah but you're sort of like re-establishing that ability to connect with the Correct. people next to you next yes. door and i don't even know if people know who lives next door to them right exactly yeah and that's, that's a little bit scary isn't it so there's that sort of added benefit as well exactly that, i think that's the, the fun in a culture that we're actually building as well yeah uh like like what you say um now people don't like to talk you know face to face they yeah. like to use social media or even whatsapp you know what through our platform now people get to talk ice yeah. break you know we ice break because of a transaction and then yeah exactly correct it's the old cup of sugar trick yes. right yeah doesn't yep. work anymore <laughs> but now this is the replacing it so um you funded it yourselves the three founders up until yep. this point. Are you raising at the moment? Um, we actually just raised uh-huh. from a traditional VC, Trife, mm-hmm. uh, and also NUS Enterprise mm-hmm. and a group of angels. We raised over a million dollars. Congratulations. Yep. So, well, uh, assuming you've got it in the bank already. So. Yes, already in the bank. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And spending it. <laughs> yeah. That's so, um, fundraising is always an ongoing process for startup. Yeah. So, uh, we are planning it for next year. But it's always good to, to start early because yes. um, fundraising usually takes three to eight months or even up to 12 months mm. to build investment relationship, due diligence and legal work. So um, we are happy to talk to um, investors now. Yeah. But now we are looking beyond just uh, money. We're looking at strategic partnership, which yeah. can add value to the business. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to ask yep. because a, I think you've identified correctly that fundraising never stops. Yes. Yep. Right. And earlier, the better. Yep. And also for yourselves, I think we, we live in a, an ecosystem where money isn't short. So, you know, there's a lot of money going around. So yep. getting money is not the hard part. The yes. hard part is getting the right money. I know yes. people talk about dumb money and smart money yep. and so on. But for yourself, it's those partnerships that you're interested in. You know, what is it that you're looking for? Because those people may be listening, watching now. Mm. What kind of partnerships are you looking for? Yep. So we are looking at for, for strategic partnership, you know, from the logistics side or the e-commerce side. I yeah. mean, like what you mentioned earlier, Carousel might be a strategic partner to, you know, actually put the logistic arm inside the platform. Mm-hmm. Or we are looking at international platform like DHL, FedEx, or even Aramax, you know, where they can actually leverage our services to actually replicate this model overseas. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Would it work in any market? Yep. So uh, we're going to launch our second market uh, fourth quarter this year at mm-hmm. Thailand, Bangkok. 
Interesting. Yeah. So how how do we go into that market? Um, it's very simple. We actually look for local partners mm. that can help. We can leverage their network, their connection. Yeah. So um, currently we are planning to um enter a partnership with this Thai company called Box Twenty Four. Oh, I know that Bond. Bond. Yeah. <laughs> I know Bond. Yeah, yeah. I had him on the show yeah. like one of the first ever interviews. Okay. Bond Thailand. Yes. Correct. So Bond focus yeah. on building parcel lockers. Yeah. That's, that's island right. wide in in Thailand. So um, we both have a vision. You know, combining our parkers yeah. and the lockers together to form yeah. a hybrid model. So, end of the day, it's the consumer choice whether you want to pick up from a parcel locker or from our parkers. But end of our day, our vision is to create the density mm. together. Mm. Yes, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's great to hear that you're partnering with him. Yeah, I haven't spoken to him for a while actually. Maybe even like two years, I think. It was like one of the first. Yeah, he's things. growing bigger in, in Thailand now. So yeah, yeah he he's working with uh companies like carry logistics yeah 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 so these are some of the the connections you know mm. that and the network that we can leverage on each another yeah. and how are we going to bring uh bond over it's uh we're going to set up like a uh, more collection point here as well with mm. their locker system so we're trying to um oh great yeah help complement each another in terms of our our, our network yeah that's yeah. a great partnership yeah he was originally so so if people don't know Box 24 was originally for laundry, right? Yes. Okay. Exactly. I, I know he's sort of grown out of that, yep. but that was the, the early beachhead, the starting point. Put those those drop-off lockers in, I think it was like office spaces or yes. like Correct. condos. Condos, yep. So people would drop off their laundry and then they would pick it up, yes, you know, like exactly. a day later. Correct, right? correct. Because usually the problem was, and I guess it's the same problem you've identified, yep. but with a different sector is that, you know, if you were dropping off your laundry they always picked up when you were in the office and they exactly. always dropped off when you were in the office. So yes. you'd always kind of miss it. It's like, you know, when you go in a hotel and they said, oh, you can do your laundry, but it's like they pick up at these hours and it's like two days later, they'll drop it off. Right? It's yep. not good. Yep. And it's interesting that we see like in Asia, especially in Southeast Asia, that a lot of the, the really interesting business models, Eric, I think that uh, they, the ones that deal with infrastructure they're sort of bringing the infrastructure levels up where there isn't anything right yes. it's not sort of necessarily the most exciting models on the face of it yes. to consumers yes. but if you for example grab really yep. is about you know bringing up the infrastructure level to a, to a level and a lot of redundancy in that infrastructure a lot yep. of people as well yeah box 24 park and parcel you know and now we're starting to see for example payments and so on yes this is like a really interesting growth area. And people outside of Southeast Asia and outside of Asia doesn't realize this is where I think the yep. real money is. Yes. Yeah. So I think the problem that we are solving are really close to heart, you know, like day-to-day -day, um, problems. Mm. Yeah. So we might not be in like deep tech, like, you know, AI, IoT, but the problem that uh, we're actually creating a platform that really meets the demand of the consumer. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, I mean, your approach as a co-founder has been shaped by your experience? If we go back to what we were talking about very early on about running a hostel, yeah. what, what did you, And if you didn't catch that part of the interview, the, the story is you ran a hospital up in Little India yep. in Singapore. Yes. Little India is not like the, it's not like the most glamorous area yep. of Singapore. It's a bit yep. downtown, yep. Yep. Like locals. Five bed hostel was it a five room, uh, five, five level floor? Five, five floor, floor? and uh, we actually host a uh, hundred beds right hundred beds yep. how did you get into that yep so uh, actually it was an opportunity um, we actually took over a rundown hostel yeah and then we rebranded it you know uh, did some basic uh, furnishing etc uh, make the space uh, much better and then mm. uh, we start listing our hotel our hostel on Airbnb. Hmm. When we first started, we actually list on Hotel.com, you know, Trivago, etc. We are actually always at the bottom of the chain. 
because we're competing with like Hilton right. and et cetera, the five stars. So we talked to ourselves, how, how can we um, know, stand out? And then uh, that's where actually where uh, Airbnb came into Singapore. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that actually if we are on Airbnb, we're actually competing with a house owner. Mm. So we actually have a, a cutting edge. Mm. That's where you know, we keep getting like top ranking on Airbnb, a featured uh, hostel on Airbnb. That's where we actually increase the occupancy from all the way from 30% all the way to 80%. Wow. Yep. And how did you get into that space in the first place? Uh, opportunity because the person but opportunity yeah out, but yeah so they, they is it something you were looking for uh that's not something we're looking for right. but uh after we left the finance industry yeah <laughs> we was looking for something to do right and then and this well, are these the same founders you're with now yes oh, right. we, we so have been together for the past six years interesting so the three of you yeah in the finance industry for three years left the industry started the hostel started the hostel for a year and we successfully sold it to a listed company yeah and then we run part and parcel. Right. So you're, yeah. you're quite tight as a team. Uh, yes, you're right. right. Uh, did you, were they friends before from? Um, we actually colleagues right. in, yeah. the, in the banking industry, yeah. but uh, we see the weakness and strength of each another yeah. that can complement. Yeah. And that's why we, we stick together. You know, we do fundraising together. We build the business together. You know, uh, for example, like me in the team, I'm more like the, the fundraising part. Uh, for Brian, will be more operation. He is very detailed. Mm. And he he's the guy that can execute, and then for Gan Hong, he will be more like the marketing guy, uh, in charge of finance, marketing. You know, this is the thing that we actually uh, uh, separate our roles. Yeah, yeah. Is that sort of worked out like that? Did you know those were going to be your roles when you went in together? Because um, that sounds like quite a good setup. Yeah. Right. So at the start, there's some, of course, there's some friction. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, everyone wants to do um, different things, etc. But. Uh, as you know, time grow by, you know, mm. the six years, it become very natural now. Mm. Like we don't, we don't have to tell what, what uh, each another should do. It's just, you know, you just yeah. cover each another. Yeah. Yeah. That's ideal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So the three of you, Brian, Gang Hong, Gang Hong, and myself. And yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you've sort of carved out the roles there quite nicely. Yes. Which is great. And th- it must've been a lot easier for you having exited and sold to a listed company with a hostel then to go and start another business yep. and get back as earlier on, even though you put your own money in, but yep. couldn't you have just gone to a, a VC or, or an angel at early stage and said, hey, look, we've done this already. Yep. It's the same team. We've got a success track record. We're from finance. Yep. We know how to do this. Yep. Why not? Um, for, for the start is because uh, I think the key is actually building traction rather mm. than get the funding first. With the traction, the numbers, it's easier to convince investors. Mm. You know, with just idea, I think it's a bit tough at current market as, uh, you know, now investors get smarter as well. Mm-hmm. They want to know the numbers, how are you growing and what's your go-to-market strategy. So uh, we decided to focus more on the business first rather than fundraising. When the right. model is right, then we can raise money from the VCs to scale. Yeah. Did you, was that having some sort of confidence from your previous business that you know you can make money out of it that allowed you to do that? Because I, I imagine a lot of startup founders now, especially younger ones when yep. they're starting out, either they bootstrap it because yep. they have to and yep. they can't raise money yep. or they go out and try and raise funds straight away because that's what they were taught at business school. But you yep. sort of said, okay, no, actually we're going to focus on the business because yep. we know we're going to make money. Yeah. I think that theory is more for school. <laughs> yeah. There you yeah. Go. This is the real world. Yeah. The real world is you need to show some numbers, wow. you know, uh, some execution before you can actually raise money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, interesting part. I mean, you talk about that, what people learn at school. I want to talk a little bit about growing a team as well yes. and getting the right people on board. Yep. 
the there's three of you. You've got five in your five more full yeah, times more. in your team, yeah. right? Um, I imagine that culture is a big part of what you're about, yep. right? You know, you've got to have people who love people, yep. right? Rather than people who are just turning up for the, the paycheck, right? Yep. How have you found your people yep. up to the stage? So um, our fo- our CTO, um, Victor, yeah, actually it's a, a referral. I say actually we believe in referral, you know, friend, refer another friend yeah, over. Yeah. That's most important. Um, how we build the team, it's, um, you know, we believe in like cross grow as well. We're not, we're not corporate. We're not like, you know, you come here for accounting, you just focus on accounting. Yeah. Uh, we let our talents to, you know, pick up different skill along the way. If let's say you're interested in doing marketing, yes, please go and pick up uh, like marketing skill. Yeah. Um, if you need time to learn, yes, we will give you the time. So I think uh, as a startup, that's, that's uh, we, we actually have a lot of flexibility mm. and we don't believe that we hire you for just for a specific role. Right. Yeah. So if I came from, let's say, University of Dublin, yeah. with a bachelor's in finance, yeah. like yourself, right? <laughs> okay. And, and I said, hey, look, um, Eric, I've heard your story, love it. Yeah. I want to be part of this, you know, but I'm a finance major. Yep. Um, do you have any roles for me? Or are you sort of more looking at me as the individual and saying, well, you know, maybe you can hustle, maybe you can get out there and knock doors. Yeah, so I mean, if let's say you are a finance guy, you know, probably can start from a BD role. You know, mm. get to 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 knock business doors. Yes, yeah. business development, get sales, talk to people. Yeah. I think that is the key. Uh, even when we hire interns, we're looking for hustler, mm. like who who dares to you know call customer and say, hey, you know, have you heard about Pine Parcel? This is a new service. Please try it out. And we give them a certain uh, authority by giving like like promotions and etc. Mm, mm. So uh, you know, when the intern join us as well, I I told them, please dare to speak up, speak out. You know share about our services, you know, treat it as like your business. How do you yep. know they can hustle? Yep, so we need to try out. <laughs> well, how do you do that? Yeah, so they join us yeah. and then uh, we actually do like mentorship one-on-one, mm-hmm. like either with myself, Brian or Gan Hong, so that, you know, through, through this uh, mentorship, we can see whether you see a suitable candidate. Right. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I like you and your story, Eric, yep. is that you are what I believe a true entrepreneur, which is a hustler, Yep. right? <laughs> I think that, you know, all, all businesses fail as a result of lack of sales, right? Yep. Either sales was less than the cost or the costs yep. were above the sales, yes. right? That's how it is, Correct. right? Yep. And, um, you know, I think there's this thing about hustling and selling, which I think is so important to get across to, you know, a generation of people coming through is that how important that is as a skill in business. Because if you can sell, you can fit in anywhere, you can build a business, right? Yes. And I think that there's, there's an attitude, isn't there, that maybe selling's a bit sort of, you know, like a, a low value task in business. And mm. people have that, you know, I did my MBA, MBA. Yep. I'm not gonna go out and talk to customers. Yep. You know, I didn't, you know, I did my MBA to have my big chair in, yep. in, in, in the back of the office and the cool. nice aircon yep. office. I don't wanna go out and sell. Yep. And you know, in the past, I've I've recruited and I've run businesses before in telecoms, for example. And I've sometimes found that the best people, like they had worked in a store or a restaurant, you know, maybe they weren't MBAs. No, no offense to MBAs, but they. What I'm trying to get across is they didn't have that training. Yep. But they spent five years in a retail business, like in the shop floor, talking to customers. Yes. And they enjoyed it and they yep. loved it. And they were a store manager or they ran in a, in a restaurant, a yes. family restaurant. That's a great example, right? So do you see young people coming through now? And do you see, I mean, how is it here in Singapore, for example, when you talk about things like hustling and sales? Do people get it or you, you sort of find that only a few people get it? What's uh, the environment like? Yeah, I think that's a very good point that you mentioned. Um, 
now current generation they are more I, I would say um how is it they, they they don't they don't dare to approach do sales because they felt that yeah it's, it's a it's a low it's a you know low skill kind of job and etc but i think that's very important mm. you, you need to reach out to to know what's on the ground you know pull up your sleeve know what's the problem know what's what are people looking for yeah so i think this generation will need to um step up a bit you mm. know to actually um reach out you know, to do more sales uh, etc so for example i was just talking to my intern this morning um, they're good at drafting emails, good contents, cold email, etc. But they don't dare to pick up the phone. Right. <laughs> so yeah, the I'll moment say, of truth. Yeah, yeah. So, so I told them, you know, you can generate a lot of leads. You can send 2,000 email per month or whatever it's so. But then you can't close the sales. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you need to uh, step up, you know, encourage yourself to pick up the phone and call. Even you make mistakes, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reason why you join us as an internship. Yeah. You, you are here to make mistakes. And from here, um, you can learn. Yeah, so that's something that uh, actually I encourage my interns as well. Yeah, it's good yeah. to hear it. Correct. And uh, going back to Zappos and Tony yeah. Shea, I think I read somewhere, or maybe it was a documentary about him, that sometimes what surprises people about Tony Shea yeah. is that he's the CEO or you know of a billion-dollar organization, yeah. a billion dollars in cash from mm -hmm. Amazon, right? So he... Is so, when he comes into the office, sometimes he gets on the phone and takes calls from customers, and you know people look at him if they're not used to that. They yeah. think, why is the CEO doing this? Yeah, yeah, he's he's taking a shoe order yeah. or like you know whatever it might be or a return, for example. Yeah. Why is he doing that? A because he loves it. Yes. I think most important, and B yeah. because it, it sets the culture, isn't it? That yeah. this is how it is. This is Current. the the root of what we do as a business. It's about people. It's about service. Yeah, and you're only going to get that by talking to people. Correct. You need to set the example as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example, like when you do door knocking at Pungu and Sinkai area, right. Brian and myself are being questioned by the residents. Yeah. Like say, hey, why you guys are the founder and then you guys are doing door knocking? You know, you sh you guys should be in the office, you know, strategizing yeah, yeah, yeah. and etc. Then I say, um, yeah, you're right. But then we should be on the ground first to get the FAQ, get to know you and etc. And then we know what to convey that message to our team members as well. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I yeah. love that. And there's there's another book as well. Um written by a Chinese American. I think it might be Chinese who emigrated to America. Have you read uh, Rejection Proof? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. If, if any of the listeners or, or viewers haven't read that, I thoroughly recommend it because you're talking about people picking up the phone and Correct. making a call. Yes. Rejection Proof is amazing. It's, I can't remember the name of the guy who wrote it, yeah. unfortunately. And somebody can maybe tweet us or whatever. But basically the whole point about is get over your rejection by practicing it. Yes. Go and do Like door knocking, he Correct. did that. Yes. So he would walk up to somebody and say... Yep. Um, can I plant a flower in your garden? Correct. This guy's looking like, what? You know, yep. you're nuts. Yes. But, you know, that whole point of like, do by constantly doing this, you get over your rejection. Exactly. And by getting through that and able to ask people, it opens up huge Correct. worlds of possibility. Yep. Actually, after reading that book, uh, I actually changed my perception as well. No way. Uh, yeah, so every rejection, right, uh, doesn't hurt me, but yeah. every uh, successful sales I make is a bonus to me. Right, right. Yeah, it, yeah. So here's that book here. So do we have... Jia Jiang, that was it, the name of the guy. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that yeah. you, you could, you know, what you're doing as well is a great lesson for those people that you're training in your business as well. Right. A great reason why people should come and work for you. I'm a great believer that, you know, there's a lot of pressure for people to go and work in startups, work, start a startup yeah. these days. It's cool. 
it's what people do. You'll be the next grab. You'll be the next Lazada or yep. whatever. But often I find it's, it's too risky and sometimes people don't have the skills. But what they can do is go and work for a startup in a startup, right? It's the best way to become an entrepreneur yourself. Exactly. Some people are more comfortable with that. And if they want to become an entrepreneur, it's a great training tool for them long term. If people are, are listening to your story, Eric, you know, what kind of people are you looking for in your business? You know, what kind of mindset, culture, and even like hard skills are you looking yep. for? Uh, we are actually looking for, you know, um, team members that um, don't actually select what kind of job they want to do. There's no too, too small task for them, you know, like, you know, the sales that you're talking about. So, um, you know, you need to keep hustling and then try out different things mm. and you will not uh, be selective on the jobs that, that we are assigned to you. And uh, in fact, we, we want um, team members that can take initiative as well. Mm. You know, for example, uh, sometimes my staff know that I'm very busy. They will actually help me with, you know, uh, doing marketing stuff and et cetera. Right. So, I mean, this is something that uh, I, I felt like I'm very lucky to have the team members as well. Mm. Like for example, like today I'm here, you know, Operation Brian will be taken care of. I, I don't have to worry yeah. always on the phone, etc. So you don't I think, have to ask. Yeah, either. I don't have to ask, you know. You know, even now you can see my phone is ringing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I know that someone will be there to actually take care. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's often the thing you can't train, that ability to know that somebody can step in and yep. they don't ask you. I mean, maybe they ask if they need technical help or, you know, maybe some advice, but yep. they don't ask for permission to yes, do something. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, I mean, in a corporate world, you know, it's different yeah, again. Yeah. You know, they, they do, you know, step-by-step, uh, department-by-department department saying that, you know, this job doesn't uh, doesn't belong to my team. Mm -hmm. You know, it should be done by others. Yeah. So I think that's not a culture that we like. We like a culture that is like, there's no separation between your team or my team. Yeah. Everyone's together. We need to get things uh, fixed. Yeah. Yeah. That's the attitude. Yep. Eric Chong, everybody, COO, co-founder of Park and Parcel Logistics X. Is Logistics X the name of the company? Uh, no. So Logistics X is actually our new project. Right. Uh, yeah. So we actually are moving up the chain by yeah. having a blockchain into our technology. Right. Yeah. We haven't even talked about that. That's another podcast. <laughs> okay. But Park and Parcel is what we understand from the consumer-facing yep. side. Correct. And what people will be familiar with yes. here in Singapore. And those people that have watched the show, listened to your story, want to reach out. They could be partners. It could be like regional partners that yes. you talked about, for example. Long-term, potential investors, well, team members, the hustlers. How do you want them to reach out to you? Yeah, you can actually just uh, connect me on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, I'm very active on LinkedIn, you know, to post about uh, what are our developments in Pine Parcel, Logistics. Yeah. Yeah, and just PM me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, I'll be there. Yeah. Excellent. Reach out. <laughs> ask it's the way to do it Eric Chong everybody Eric thank you so much for yeah, coming in today um, and what we want to do as we have done all our guests that come here um, we want you to sign our studio wall yep sure because that's what we yeah. asked Kieran earlier we're going to ask you now is that everybody that comes here sign our studio wall because we want our wall of fame hall of fame because then in years to come People are going to look at that. No way. Sure. I'll sign right beside Bond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And they said, not the Eric Chong. Yeah. Is that the real one? So Eric, thank you so much for coming today. Okay. I wish you all the best. Sure. Um, and maybe, you know, what we should get an update on Logistics X as well. Once you're sort of more further down yep. the road with that one. Update on Park and Parcel. Logistics X, six months, 12 months. Come back sure. in and share your stories. We would love that. So. Sure. Thank okay. you so cool. much for sharing Thanks. your story today. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Eric Chong, everybody as we send him off to sign our wall. There we go. Well, that has been an interesting, a great 